Hi guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce this week's part one of the New Music Saturday podcast. I am delighted to be back. I've had two weeks off. I've been on holiday or vacation, depending on where you are in the world. Absolutely loved it. I had a good time. But of course, I missed you. I miss Dr. Bones. I miss doing this and I am really, really pleased to be back. Uh, we have a super cool part one. It's full of really, really cool tunes. Um, it's, a, it's kind of a bit of a mix, actually. It's kind of there's a bit of punky stuff there's some rocky stuff there's some cool stuff and then because of just the timings and when it could happen uh, the interview this week comes kind of towards the end it's not even halfway through it's towards the end uh we have the interview and the interview got me super pumped the interview is with uh johnny stranger it really um you just have to listen to it like there are some fascinating ultimate kind of prog rock type themes to what they're doing which just sounds really really cool i'm completely bought into it i absolutely love it uh really really enjoyed it really really cool show i uh, hope you guys love it too i know you will because you're awesome people and you love everything that we do um if you are listening to this in roughly real time and you're waiting for the last couple of episodes to be uploaded they haven't been because i have been away uh, but they will be and they will sit behind this one um depending on the app that you use um at some point in the near future over the next few days or so if you're listening to this way in the future they're probably already there but you know i'm not on them so yeah, i would listen to them <laughs> uh, no i'm joking they're awesome and uh, thank you to Texmex shaman and rest of Spose, uh, for filling in for me you guys are awesome as well so enjoy part one of new music saturday Fucking love you guys. Cheers. Welcome to New Music Saturday, hashtag NMS. I just finished tweeting, so I tried to kind of time it with the, with the intro <laughs> as well. Nice. So, um, welcome back, Mike Five from Vacation. Woohoo! I'm honestly really, really pleased to be back. Like, I enjoyed my vacation, don't get me wrong, but I miss this, and I miss you, brother. It's yeah. really, really good to be back. I know, right? I'm so pumped. Like, I mean, I was a uh, big and huge thanks to uh, two of our NMS artists and NMS residents, <laughs> Uh, Tex-Mex Shaman and Restless Mosaic for filling in for Mike. That was a great time. Uh, thank they you so much. They are both amazing people. I love those guys and they do such a good job. And it kind of like, it, listening back, it's like, oh, I need to work harder because they're <laughs> really good. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, brilliant. Really, really good. Well, I appreciate it. There was a, a couple of tunes that it was it was nice to hear him say, like, you know what, this is some punk I can get behind, right? So yeah, nice. Because nice. we, we we played a, a demo by Wasted Pretty last week. Uh, I didn't get one into this week's uh, list, but we do have four more demos to play over the next little bit. So nice. I tried to work it in, but uh, they they uh, well, well more than politely said <laughs> trying to word. They graciously sent us the, the email with the demos, but uh, the first one is pretty good. And like like I said, I'll we'll we'll maybe work into. Uh, uh, maybe next week because I thought about that because we have a, we have two grim rock songs and mm-hmm. one was kind of last minute and it's like I don't really have a place to kind of fit it in so I'll have to do it next week it's like well maybe we'll do it two this week it's like well no maybe we'll do, do this one and we'll try to sort it out and get through um, uh, the different songs he sent us so he's also um, he's been uh, number two on Reverb Nation now for like a week or two I believe nice good so, in, 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 in Philadelphia where he is right so there you go mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> um but we do have a musical guest coming on in roughly about an hour. And I, I said this in the video as well, that uh, on the list, uh, the band we're interviewing, uh, they have the first uh, um, spot on the list, but we're not starting from there just because I wasn't sure exactly what number of songs we'd be at when when he came on. So it just made it right, easy, yeah, easier yeah. to do that way. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll just play it by you. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's all good. They're going to join us. We'll have a good time. But fuck it. It's just good to be here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> well, this will be a first time for you two uh, interviewing uh, uh, Peter from uh, Johnny Stranger. Yes, it will. Yeah, yeah. Because I've interviewed he. Uh, well, I interviewed him last time around for the last Johnny Stranger album. And I've interviewed him and his better half, uh, Maddie, who's part Polaris Rose, and she also bases and backup vocals for Johnny Stranger. But I interviewed them a few times, and they're always great people and so much fun. So looking forward to having uh, Peter back on from Johnny Stranger to talk about the new album, which I believe is due out in November. Uh, not, I'm pretty sure, but man, <laughs> what an amazing album it is. Like, I've listened to it a couple times already, and like, man, I listened to it once more through today, like, probably right until about two three thirty my times like yeah this is such a great album and i have a couple of questions i'm just not sure how much we can ask or well we're not playing any of their songs except for the, the newest single but you know i don't want to i want to make sure we kind of keep uh keep in tow and uh don't give too much away right <laughs> well we'll see we'll see yeah, a... i realized as well that i confused johnny stranger and johnny darker uh, right in the show and we're not interviewing Johnny Darker or interviewing Johnny Stranger but that's just that's just incompetence on my part because I've been away for a couple of weeks so <laughs> everyone's going to have to deal with that right? <laughs> where, uh, where am I? <laughs> so, um, oh uh, one more thing this is very <laughs> insignificant to music but I was very very happy about this so the other day I, I was I have Apple TV right so uh, it says you can try out uh, the Paramount uh, app uh, for seven days for free, and it's like five ninety nine a month. It's like that's not too bad. So, you know what? I initially looked on it as like cool because I want to watch Naked Gun movies with, with uh, Leslie Nielsen. You know? Ooh, nice. So, so I was like, you know what? It's actually got a lot of good stuff on here. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe it has this. Like, no way, because Short and Skinny is a Canadian app that had South Park. South Park was full was pulled from the app. I think because I pretty, pretty sure because they're, they're owned by HBO. Despite the fact that right, yeah, both yeah. Canadian, right? So they had they had the uh, the South Park pull from it, and you can look that up because I'm not going to discuss it on air. Um, 
but uh, well, it just you know, it just it's, it's not it's not worth the backlash, and there's no disrespect whatsoever. But you know, uh, you can look it up online of why it was pulled from the app. It's called Crave. So, anyways, I was looking up on Paramount. And I was like, it has it on Paramount. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I mean, granted, I do have most <clears throat> most seasons on DVD, but there's still a few that I don't. And you know, it's easier to digitally stream it as opposed to popping the DVD or each. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. That's cool. And also, oh yeah, I forgot to mention too, because um, you were off, <clears throat> my dad had stopped in, in in London on his way to uh, my aunt's place, which is about another hour, five minutes away, roughly. But oh, when, cool. he, when he came up, he brought, uh, he'd sent uh, my brother, my sister an email and myself saying, we've got these DVDs and CDs, do you want them? And they're like, no, no. I was like, okay, well, I'll take them. I mean, man, I got a gold mine here, man. I got a lot of good CDs because thankfully my sister has good taste in music, so... You know, a lot of stuff I may have digitally on or on hard drive. Sometimes some I don't. So I got a couple of back albums that I don't have. You know, um, nice. got some Chikoria and like, <clears throat> and just like a really good selection. And you know what? And just for nostalgia's sake, uh, uh, the the one I didn't put in this card pile was actually uh, Nelly Furtado. So. <laughs> now, oh man, what was that? What was that song? On like a bird. What was like on like a yes, bird. Yes, <laughs> that was the Nelly Furtado song. That was classic. That's brilliant, man. So I kept that, and the best thing is, one thing I have digitally, but I don't have uh, um, on a uh, uh, physical copy, and I, I must have lost it, is uh, there's a Canadian um, hip-hop band, much they're still around, called Swollen Members, and they, they, they do, <laughs> yeah, right? <clears throat> but, <laughs> phrasing, right? So, uh, um, amazing. But, uh, Absolutely awesome. So, but anyways, they, they do a song uh, with Nelly Furtado uh, called, uh, called Breathe, and right. man, it's a Badass effing tune, holy crap, man! It's something else. So, I'll, I'll find the YouTube link and I'll send you a YouTube link. But it's, man, it's something else. Trust me, it's totally worth listening. I, I will listen to it just based on the band name, mate. Yeah, no, they're they're actually pretty good. Like uh, the the names are uh, Mad Child, Chemo, and Prevail. And, no, no, I mean I will I will listen to it based on the band name. But that's what I'm saying. Like, good or not, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think they're decent. So yeah, no, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I don't mean I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, oh, it's, it's gone right. The restless mosaic would never do this. No wonder he's like, oh, can I have the job? <laughs> exactly. But but even even with with uh, with restless mosaic, you know, obviously we tend to get. A little too into music and the f bombs or whatever come flying out like crazy, right? And even trying to curve my my, my language a little bit, I still find it very hard phrasing, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, to, to, to do so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was very very hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right then. Oh my god! I can understand that. He's a very attractive uh, guy. And, and, uh, anyway, so what's coming up next? <laughs> so our, our first song of the night, like I said, uh, we're skipping more Giant Stranger till we have him on. But our first uh, song of that tonight is a band called Ariel Salad, and the song is called "The Same Twenty Four Hours with Beyonce." Dig this. <laughs> <laughs> Popular belief 
24 hours as Beyonce. <laughs> uh, man, that was a very catchy tune. And uh, uh, it just, uh, they, they have that Clash style punk to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, exactly that, was, that was really badass, man. Like, I really enjoyed that one. And, like, a good way to start it off. Like, like this was an awesome tune. I saw it when I saw the email. I was like, oh, that's an interesting name. So, listen to it. It's like, yeah, man, like, I totally can dig this. You know, from the Dropbox, of course, later, it's like, yep, this is staying. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Really good tune. From my point of view, exactly that. It was like big Clash vibes all the way through. Just felt like, I don't know, it's like you take kind of the magic of the Clash, and they were magic. They were absolutely fucking brilliant, that band. And you just take that and you throw it into 2022 and you stick Beyonce in there and it's like, this is fucking <laughs> wicked. <laughs> oh, um... Yeah, great tune. Nothing to do with Beyonce, but uh, on top of music. So, and the, the the video, the promo video I did last week, and the promo mm. video I did this week, and I didn't I didn't tweet it yet, but I, I put up initially. I said I want to know who's actually watching and listening the videos because I said something at the end of uh, the video last week, and I said something at the end of the, the video this week to see if anybody paid attention. And funny enough, uh, one of the one of the punk bands we played for, uh, Wolf, what's Wolf Tell, um. 
It was they come in. Oh yeah, yeah. It was they they come in like oh blah blah blah. Like ah. So I mean, you can go over and watch it's up there, but. And I, I know, I, I, I always said the answer, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> so, so, so and, and then I said, I said one this week, so we'll see if anybody pays attention, see if any comments. I mean, I, I'll, I will talk about it. I mean, I will say it, but still, no, it, it's, the lights are awesome, but you know, watching the videos helps out too, helps out the whole cause, but you know, it's, yeah, man. By, by, yeah, by yeah, kind of. By caliber, I mean the size of her. It's a homonym. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, I think Beyonce's PR team will definitely be listening after this. Yeah, you know, right. They'll have, they'll have seen the name check and gone, "Oh, what's this? We better <laughs> check it out. Make sure it's okay." Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, hey, Beyonce. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jay Z or in Canada Jay Z. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jay Z. <laughs> Rocking the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right on, anyway, man. I I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, yeah that's a good start. <laughs> All right, on, man. Next up, we have brand new Rombos again. He's working on some more stuff. Surprise, surprise! But that's awesome and. uh it was his birthday last week, so we did wish him a happy birthday. And, uh, hey, did... happy birthday, Rombay. Sorry, I missed it. And last week, we also, later on the show, because I meant to it earlier, but I forgot, I wished uh, Sarah from uh, Tora Lover. It was her birthday last week, too. So, Yeah, happy birthday, Sarah. So... Sorry, I missed that, too. <laughs> oh, I, I just I saw a picture on Instagram of uh, some of the bushes up in front of her, because it's hours later, obviously, because from years ago. Like, look, look, so she's getting up for a good night. So. <laughs> Excellent, good. <laughs> so, like I said, next up we have brand new Rombos, and actually Rombos will be on the show not next Saturday, but the following Saturday, and then at the end of the month we have Crush by Pimps. So, um, yes. I was debating seeing if we uh, could, well, if we can uh, fill the spot for for next Saturday, or if we're just going to do like a full show. But um, I'll have message made by Sunday then. I'll make some last minute uh, uh, please and thank you emails to see if, <laughs> see if you all come on the show. That's enough time. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but, but you please. Know who, you know who might be able to get on the show next week? Um, like, I haven't asked him, but I reckon Grim17 might be up for it because yeah. his new album comes out in a couple of months. Yes. And uh, I know he's listening tonight, so. You know, he might be up for it. Down for that, for sure. And uh, what was it, what he put about the, the song took him 20 minutes to write that everybody bought on Bandcamp? I can't, I can't believe you something about a, a, a song, a song that I wrote in twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because Grim's doing. Well, we're playing it later on. He's doing uh, Morning Coffee with Grim, which is possibly the single greatest thing that anyone's ever done yeah. on the internet. Yeah, um, I started watching that anyway, actually. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I, I, I'm going to start reposting it again on TikTok on the Lights and Nines account. But um, yeah, it's it's just amazing but he uh he wrote the tune and recorded the tune in like 20 minutes and he's like can't believe you ourselves are buying it but yeah, yeah it's <laughs> great I, I mean i bought a copy well, <laughs> I, I did too you douche <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant brilliant
Definitely. It'd probably be like his best selling thing. It'd right. Like, like, I might do this like to nine thing or I could just do this in 20 minutes. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, mate. But, and, uh, yeah. still, still waiting on that remix of uh, Keeping Two Losers Shut Up. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. yeah no All I'd right. like to hear that right on. okay well <laughs> let's get back to the music so next up brand new Ron Bowes a song called Psycho <laughs> 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 Psycho. Uh, this was definitely a catchy tune, and uh, man, uh, Ron, I, I gotta say this, and uh, this, uh, and like uh, right, kind of, I guess, uh, closer to the middle, right before the bridge, or just after the bridge, uh, definitely heard some old school Huey Lewis in there, and that was amazing, man. That was awesome. I was like, man, that's so Huey Lewis, like off the album Sports. Like, I know it's bad that I remember that album, but mm-hmm. anyways, um, <clears throat> it's a great song, Ron, like, and uh, we can't wait to interview in a couple weeks. And uh, that was a great tune, man. Like, awesome. Loved it. Yeah, absolutely fantastic tune. I just, uh, there's something about 
like that man just has cool written all over him. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, this is cool. It's just like, it's really good to listen to. Like that little, I was thinking, oh, there's no guitar solo, and the song's nearly over, and then that's that little lick at the end, and you're like, yeah, go on, Ron. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's a proper legend. He's awesome. Um, I have uh, live confirmation that uh, Grim 17 uh, is available next week to do an interview with us. All right. Um, and he says, I will personally send Bonesy the Keeping Two Losers remaster before next week's, next week's show. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that because, as like I mentioned many times, it's one of my favorite songs. Besides, yeah, quick, no, be, besides yeah. quick Nobody's Spinal Off Digital Throw Up. So, you know. That is also awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're, oh, mate, I heard the new album when I was on holiday, and you are going to fucking love that. Awesome. Very excited. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I can't wait to share that with you. <laughs> it's really good. Really, really good. Uh, maybe we'll... Well, no, we'll, we'll play the Keeping Two Losers uh, remix next week, but yeah. we, can, we can play some of the new stuff in the following weeks well, before it comes you, out. You say the yeah. word and you got it, so... Yeah, man, no, I'll... I'll uh, as soon as I get the kind of final masters, I'll send it over to you, but yeah, honestly, you'll love it. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Grim 17 next week. Well, hey. Bubbles, you are a certified fucking genius. And Grim knows what I'm talking about because I made a comment about Beltrader Park Boys in one of the posts he'd been on Instagram a while back, so... He, he knows. He knows. Yeah, oh yeah. So next up, I uh, have brand new Maw Pit, which I uh, bought on Bandcamp Friday, which came back this Friday. So I hope everybody did very well. I bought a few things. bought the new Echo, Cell, Echo 7 album as well. And mm. before I realized it was Bandcamp Friday, I already pre-ordered the new uh, um, Sapphire B. Oh, nice. Cool, cool. And uh, got a couple more songs there. Well, I, I think I bought the, the new Elbow Rose song on, on iTunes, but I bought it again on Bandcamp. So... But I wanted to play it when it came out. It's like, why is it not on Bandcamp? Well, it's on iTunes. I'll buy it on iTunes. But, you know, I spread the love and bought it on Bandcamp as well. But, uh, <laughs> so, oh, well, also, well, uh, well, uh, version of video who, who will be playing in part, in Animus uh, Part 2. Uh, so. Oh, nice. Cool. So, next up, we have Brand New Ball Pit, which I said is a Bandcamp purchase, and keep throwing bands on Bandcamp, please, and thank you, especially on Bandcamp Fridays, where all the proceeds go to them, so Bandcamp does not get a cut at all for that day. That's when you want to stock up and everything else. I mean, and of course, too, like when I saw Tangerine Cat came out of the final t shirts, like, I can't get this. <laughs> so, so I, I, I bought, bought a t shirt and a vinyl, and and uh, of course, I, I did get uh, the the Nunny by uh, Volvo shirt, and it's a great shirt. It just um, I will post the, the thank you for like take a picture of the shirt, only because all they had left was large next to large. I got large and large. Like I'm not a big guy. I'm tall, but I'm not a big guy, so it just like it's kind of long. So yeah, but you could you could uh, just like stick that in the dryer for a little bit longer than you need to, and it'll fit perfectly. Well, you think so, but no. <laughs> just like shrink it down. That's, yeah, it'd be perfect. Sometimes I buy shirts like a size too big because I know they'll end up in the dryer by mistake anyway. Oh, and then they fit perfectly. Okay. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. From music to laundry. 
Yeah, I mean, we cover all, all kinds of things here. Again, like Tex-Mex Shaman's thinking, who is this guy? Why aren't I the permanent co-host on this show? But, you know, this is what we do, Tex-Mex, right? We cover laundry as well as music. And, oh, it, you know, you just have to step up. That's all I'm saying. One more thing. One more, <laughs> one more thing before we get to the next song is I mentioned last week, the week before, um, that um, since the Fire V's album come out, relatively soon we should have her back on again in October because what we're going to have is Jamie Jamal is going to be on the first uh, uh, Saturday of October nice and then he, he, yeah he confirmed for that so we'll see if Safari V wants to do the week after and because I, I believe that's when our new album comes out but also you know pretty much beginning of the football season started by now uh, started by then so we can have a quick uh, NFL discussion <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and change the podcast for about five ten minutes, you know, until we get all our. Uh, like, did you see the trade? Yeah. I'll like, just smile and nod. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> and only only reason because I know she told me down for talking football too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, U, I'll U.S. football. To be clear, U.S. Yeah. football, not not European football. So yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, no, it's cool. But you know what? November is the World Cup, and we can all talk about real football or soccer or whatever you want yeah. to call it uh, throughout the month of November. Real football is quite offensive to everyone in North America. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, what? I will, I will be watching some of the games. <laughs> I will be watching some of the games because the app I use for the football season it carries uh, football as well, like UK football. So. And uh, so I can easily watch most of the games if I got time, depending on what's going on. And it's not because I don't want to, it's because I'm working, sleeping out with the dogs or watching U.S. football. <laughs> so, 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 or North American. <laughs> anyway, so let's get back to music. So brand new Mob Pit with a song called Body Approval. Dig this. Shame on me for having sex appeal I flaunt my skin, embrace the body I live in Judge me just because I don't hide it away Feminism sickens you, your way of life belittles you Empower yourself by putting other women down If we have sex and you keep scoring, you get to call us
Right on. Mob pit with body approval. <clears throat> and uh, man, did they ever drive home a really, really good point. Uh, it's just one of those things that's going on site right now. But uh, like they, what, they're a great band in the West. We played a lot of Mob pit. Like pretty much each time a single comes out on body, on, on let's say body camp, on band, on band camp, I, <laughs> I, I buy it and we play it with that Saturday. So body camp's the other website. Yeah. Well, <laughs> also, I was at Ice T, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So, so, <laughs> there goes the neighborhood, right? Oh wow! Yeah. Oh man, I I fucking love this. It's punky. It's grungy. It's got a proper fuck you in there, uh, just to the whole system and way we do things. And yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Right on my street. Proper good. Good to get that message across. And uh, I really dig it. It's 100%. awesome. And you know what? That also remind me a little bit of Hands of Blue and their song and their first their first album called Eat a Dick, right? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, yeah, definitely, definitely. So you know, it just it's a hard point driven home, but it's so true and kind of listen up and look out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess is a, 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 some of a good way to put it. Uh, but so next up, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> this, I missed you, bro. <laughs> this, this is gonna be such a fun night. Holy shit, man! <laughs> oh man, I got so, to. Uh, I got to open another bottle. <laughs> so, man, uh, next up, I was actually did the this. This kind of, well, not weird, but I was kind of debating. It was like, well, uh, I'll, I'll probably wear the NMS shirt tonight, like for the opening video and for like a uh, partway through video, I'll, I'll change up. And I was like, thinking, like, you know what? Maybe I'll wear my Mister uh, my Mister Happy Chainsaw T-shirt because I've worn that in a long time on air. Well, for the video, right? But then I thought, too, I was like, well, you no, know, we're playing Lesson Hollow next, and Lesson Hollow, uh, he used to be part of Colt Forty Eight. Have a Colt Forty Eight shirt, but no Lesson Hollow T-shirt yet because they haven't made them yet. But right. Either, either way, but it's, it's a it's a cool shirt, and uh, uh, they put they put the package a while back, so you buy tickets, get a t-shirt, and all this stuff together. And it's like, well, I'm definitely gonna buy the the, the, the package deal. I can't go to the concert, obviously, but I'll buy everything anyway. So nice, nice. Do you know what shirt I'm wearing tonight? Uh, which is one of my favorite shirts. And it was a band I discovered through New Music Saturday. Uh, is the With a Fox t-shirt? Oh, nice! Right on. You, you know, with the the fox that's kind of wearing the boots. Yeah, no, I was uh, actually, I actually debated that wearing that shirt tonight too. Actually, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wear this all the time. It's a great shirt, man. Well, really I'm cool. glad I was able to get the vinyl and the t-shirt to you safely uh, uh, all, uh, through through air travel without damaging it. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing I was really worried about. I mean, I actually I did take it as carry on. It's like, no, I'm not having that put in 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 the belly because anything can happen. I'm gonna keep it with me. So thankfully, I had my uh, my computer bag, so I had it kind of lined up next next to my Mac to keep it flat, and so it wasn't bent, nothing, nothing. But that was I was just a little concerned. But I I was paid paid special attention, took special care of that, and not just because of that because of my Mac and my uh, my iPad were in there and stuff like that too. So <laughs> yeah, but man, those pictures you posted uh, from from that uh, from that uh, parade uh, that uh, we went to three three years ago was a lot of fun. And it's it's funny because in about it's like three days, and I was on my way to England like at ten o'clock at night, you know. And what the what is starting to hop in the Robert Key, which is like a um, um, 
like a shuttle to the airport. So the airport's in, in Toronto, so it's about an hour and a bit away, roughly, maybe a little bit more. So, yeah. whereas, of course, there's all this traffic. It's like, oh, fuck me, man. We're going to be late, you know. And then there's a couple of de uh, detours they took and some kind of side roads they found. It's like, oh, thank God. It's like, so we got there and like, I was like, oh, man. Like, I mean, the, the previous... Um, better half, which has been no longer for about a year now. Anyways, point being is, so got there, so still had enough time to check in and everything else. But uh, it, it was it was nice, man, because uh, I, I remember I asked my dad. I said, "Well, what's the best way to be jet lagged?" Goes, "Well, you know, if it's breakfast, eat breakfast. If it's lunch, eat lunch. Like, That's a good idea." So what do we do? It's like what about eleven o'clock in the morning? So have, having a, having a, a BLT and a beer is like this is amazing. <laughs> so, like, so, like, like, so, but it, it was funny too because man, like I I, I I sleep most time when I'm when, when I'm flying, and it doesn't take me long. I, I put my headphones on, and I put on what I was watching or what I was listening to, and man, like minutes I was out. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to do. That's the way to fly. I think. But it was good too. Am... It, it was funny too because like that night, like I drunk and was playing nice. Like we were pretty smashed, like both of us, and especially because uh, before we figured we could we go in the pub and bring the bring the beer out and sit in plastic glass. That's great. So what I did was well, I I do something else, and so Mike made the mix for me and made it way too strong. And holy Christ, was ever <laughs> floored. So. <laughs> well, the thing was right. I I can't remember what it was. You said you said something like. I want 75, 25%. And I was like, oh, okay. That seems like a lot, but all right. So I put three quarters whiskey <laughs> and a quarter um, Red Bull or whatever it was you were drinking it with. It's supposed to be the other uh, way around. I, yeah, it's supposed to be the other way around. Yeah, I didn't realize. And uh, and then when you pointed out, you're like, this is really strong. I was like, well, it's, it's what you wanted. It's, it's, you know, 75, 25. And you're like, no, no, the other way around. I was like, oh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's really oh, oh, oops. Oh, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, no, part of the reason I was late tonight, um, I say part of the reason, the entire reason, but I'm also <laughs> going to blame Grim because because uh, I thought it'd be funny to blame Grim. Um, but part of the reason I was late tonight is um, because that parade, which happens every year, which is this weird, very specific thing to this county that I live in. East Sussex, very cool, too. Um, yeah, very, very cool. But it's basically loads of um, people in different bonfire societies kind of like from about now until November the 5th, basically kind of tour uh, different towns in East Sussex doing parades every week where there's loads of fire and shit. Um, <laughs> and they just like walk around parading fire dressed up in mad, crazy stuff. Uh, and it's awesome. And, and yeah, we went and saw it tonight before the show, which obviously obviously put me behind on you know having dinner and getting the kids to bed and all that yeah. sort of stuff but it's just so much fun it's just like oh, this yeah. random thing but like when when you were coming over i had no idea until the day that you were coming over i know you happened. said that too it was eh? a perfect first day it was just like oh there is this thing on which is a bit weird but kind of cool and you're like all right and we just had such a good time oh man it was amazing <laughs> like because oh, even the car the carnival before right we're doing the bumper cars and we're having more fun than the kids are <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so. well that's it man the carnival's in town again now for another 10 days or something. Was all, so and that was awesome too and days. and and you got lucky too because we we did a we did an uh an uncle bone switch off where uh where Will's, <laughs> uh, like you're too tired so i put will my shoulder for another like, hour or so because you're you're done <laughs> That's right, yeah, that worked really well. Now it's like, you know, he drives his own bumper car and right. he's lethal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
three three years later, it's like fucking hell, what's no, happened? No, no, he's, he's he's a good kid, and that was funny. And I, I remember asking, he's like, man, do you want to switch off? He's like, oh yeah, let's get yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm wide awake. I'm like, and only, but it, it was a it was a fun time, and it was a good way to start off. And again, especially the next day at Arendelle Castle, where no, I, I schmucked my head on, on uh, going up the stairs. And here's the funny thing: is um, two weeks ago um, at my second job at the Colonel place, I was talking to a, talking to my buddy Mo, and I thought I was in the doorway, but I wasn't. So I turned around and I schmucked sh- at the side of the door, uh, the door like the, the frame. And Whoa. holy fuck, man, that hurt. <laughs> I, I, I had a welt in my left eye just for a little bit, but man, it hurt. And it, initially, my buddy Yogi's like, he's like, oh, your bleeding goes, go, go, go back to the mirror. And just, it just like a little tiny dot of blood, so it wasn't that bad, right? So it didn't really bleed out, but right. man, it, holy Christ, it fucking hurt, man. <laughs> it, it, it was, sorry, it was. No, no, sorry, go on. No, just saying, it was brutal. It hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, the funny thing is, uh, when we got back from holiday, uh, you know, like we had the sort of holiday blues. We're like, oh, I really miss going on holiday. What should we do? Um, and we had like an extra day because it was a bank holiday. So we went to a castle up the road. I forgot the name of it. Uh, but anyway, we went to this castle that Kate and I last went to when she was pregnant with William. And he's obviously now 10 and a half. So right. a long, long time ago. Um, anyway, I went to this castle and, uh, and I was saying, oh, do you remember Arundel Castle when Bainsey bumped his head? And she was like, no, I don't remember that. And I was like, oh, how come you don't she remember was, that? And I realised, I forgot she yeah, was she... away on a hen for the first couple That's of days right. when you were here. So yep. she wasn't there. So I told her, I just assumed that she'd known, but I told her the story, like, you know, when we're in Arundel Castle, we're walking around, there's this kind of low archway into this little room, and suddenly there's this donk, and it <laughs> reverberates around the room, and everyone in the room turned around and went, oh! Are you okay? <laughs> and it's like not just us; like everyone in the room went. Oh, There's this silence because we all thought, "Oh my god, someone's really into themselves." And you went, "Oh no, I'm fine. It's okay. I'm just going to fall." And we were like, "Jesus, this guy's got a really solid head because that's like fucking, you know, seven hundred year old stone." Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> well, I, 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 I told my buddy Mo, I said, "My mom always said I had a hard head, but I don't think this is what she meant." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, oh man it was just it was lethal it was yeah, just like, oh, oh. I, I don't know how but i was fine <laughs> <laughs> you just carried on you're like yeah i'm all right yeah, yeah. i'm okay <laughs> so i i know and and it, there there's no out no outside influence at that time later on no, there, yeah. later on there was but not at that time in, 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 in specific, no at so. that point yeah, you'd been here like one night and we're, we're perfect. Like that night, I think we had a few drinks, but you were perfectly sober at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I mean, we didn't have anything to drink later on in the day anyways. I mean, all, all we had that afternoon was ice cream, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, good times. No, it's good. Yeah. Going to the parade, mate. Like, it's, it's now become a thing where going to that parade, because it's around this time every year, makes me remember when you were here, because obviously... That you know you arrived on that day, so it's kind of yeah. like oh, it's now three years, and it was like you know, COVID and whatever fucked up one of the years. So it's like oh fuck, it's really been three years. So we're gonna we're gonna have to um, uh, work out how to get one way or the other. One of us go and meet each other again before yeah, it gets no, to like uh, five years. Oh uh, no, I'm totally down for that. Um, I was 
waiting just a little bit longer to see because there's just been so many delays and cancellations and all this other fun stuff because everybody's short on staff whether it be air crew or, or baggage it just it's just especially Pearson which is in Toronto it's a big international airport the amount of delays and cancellations there are because they're short on like literally either air crew or they've timed out meaning they, they can't work anymore because they got to take at least an 8 to 12 hour rest or you know um, they had not, they didn't have enough flight tents for the flight or pilots or you know, baggage or short baggage. All oh, they're working this flight, they'll take them twenty minutes to get to this flight, and just it just been ridiculous. But they're just short straight across the board, so it's been ridiculous. So, I, I do want to travel again for sure. So I, I'm definitely down to coming back to England. I just want to give it a, get about a year roughly, and then uh, maybe we'll see by this time next year I'll be back in England again. So, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. I, I totally down for that. So like, you no, know, I got planned time, so we're good with that. So, um. One last thing before we get to our next song is I did post pictures from NMS that night sitting at your kitchen table. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that was so, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, good to see. So that. we got we got different merch now, which on the on the site, which is uh, connected to our actual website, musicsorry.com. But without further ado, let's get to our next song well, here. Actually, sorry, just before we get to the next yep. song, I've just got a message from Ron Bay saying I banged my head going onto the Trafalgar even though it said, mind your head, and had a, say, a sign saying the same thing, uh, and the fact that he'd been on the Trafalgar twice before, he still bashed his head, and he says it fucking hurts. <laughs> Which I can, I can imagine it would do, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you're not alone, man. Yeah. You're not alone. But, but the, the last thing on that is the, what I did at the same time the phone's ringing, so they picked up, no. Oh, good morning, the, the company name. And, and at the same time, I'm sure the person there on the air heard, Fuck! Son of a fuck! Fuck! <laughs> so, because I was probably within two to three feet of where the phone call was being taken, so. so. But, okay, so moving on to our next song. So, new song by Less Than Hollow, a song called Wreck My Life. Dig this. <laughs> just, 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 just want the bumps in the head, right? So, <laughs> So here you go, Lesson Hollow and Wreck My Life. Take this. <laughs> Looking back, I'm new jealousy. 
Right on, Less Than Hollow with Wreck My Life. Uh, this was a great tune, and <clears throat> it did remind me of like early um, uh, 2000s, uh, uh, specifically um, Three Days Grace, Canadian band Three Days Grace. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. and uh, um, before the swingers switched up, but either way, um, <clears throat> this is a great tune, and uh, 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 Adam always puts out great stuff. I mean, Cold 48 was awesome. These guys are just as badass. So, no, I can't wait to hear more, and then, but uh, we need to set up an interview with him as well fairly soon, get him back on. Oh, definitely, that'd be really, really cool. Yeah, it's definitely got that kind of early two thousands vibe, which is coming back, you know, in force at the moment. It's really, right. really good. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's just got the, you know, that kind of really crisp, kind of almost digital kind of guitar, but it's it's still got a kind of you know valvey kind of sound, which is really cool. Um, and just the, I love it when people just like let rip on vocals. They're just like, I'm just gonna fucking have this, and I don't care. <laughs> there are some really good yeah. harmonies in there too. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. Yeah, great tune, good, good pumping tune, man. I feel good after that. All right, so next up, um, we'll probably your last song before we get uh, uh, Peter from Tony Stranger on the line. So it's a band called Headphone Jacks, and the song's called Pharaoh's Cane. Dig this. Yeah, I 
Right on, headphone jacks with Pharaoh's Key. No, that was a good heavy a, a slash punk tune, man. Like, I really enjoyed that. It was really very catchy. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, again, this one was, is that, well, that's an interesting name. Let's see what, you know, this is really good. Like, headphone jacks, like, nice. Like, and you know, now it's all Bluetooth and AirPods and shit, right? You no, know? so. <laughs> but what a great tune that was, man. Awesome. Loved it. <clears throat> yeah, mate. It's just, do you know what I love about that? Obviously, it's quite a sort of, it, you know, the the top and tail of that is quite a kind of punky tune anyway. But what I love is that massive middle section. It's so, it channels Black Sabbath so beautifully. Oh, nice. Good call, yeah. It's just awesome. And I just think the world needs more of that. Like, it's about time. Like, all the different things that come back. You know, we talked just not long ago about, you know, the early 2000s stuff coming back. We hear a lot of kind of 80s synthwave stuff comes back in different variations. Uh, a lot of the 90s grunge stuff comes back. I don't know why there's not more of this heavy Black Sabbath-style metal, you know, like classic metal or whatever you want to fucking call it, heavy metal right. yeah. stuff. Just like, I know Tony Iommi was a god. I know he's... Yeah. I know, I, he's not dead yet. But <laughs> I know that no one can can really pull that off in the same way, but stuff like this comes pretty fucking close. <laughs> like, and it's amazing. It's really good. And um, the only other band I can think of that we played it, I can't remember the name of, but um, there's another band that really kind of get into this sort of world. And it's just like, yeah, the, this is the time. Bring it back. This is the time. Uh, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Awesome. Right on, man. Well, uh, we're going to get to one more tune here first. We've got a few more minutes here, so we're going to get to uh, one of the two brand new Grimrock songs. This one's called Everything is on Fire. Dig this, Grimrock. <laughs>
Right on. That was Grim Rock and Roll with Everything is on Fire. And in the email, he put this probably one of his heavy songs ever. And he's definitely right. Um, we will be talking to Peter in just a couple minutes here uh, to get a message from him. I said we'll call him uh, as soon as we're done uh, reviewing the song. Only because if we Skype into the song, I might not be able to hear him so well because the music's great in my ear and it's like I can even change that. But this is a great heavy, <laughs> yeah, this is a great heavy tune and really, really enjoy this one. And uh, <clears throat> so we have one more for next week as well. But uh, unfortunately, this one came in uh, the other week a, a little bit too late and they sent another one this week as well. So... Uh, we will get to their song, but this is a great tune, and man, was it ever heavy. Man, that was awesome. That's my favorite Grimrock tune so far. It's proper heavy. It's got really cool kind of early grungy-type vibes, like the really early Alice in Chains, the really early Soundgarden, and before that, a little bit of, like, Green River and all that sort of stuff in there. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, with that, extra kind of power in the vocal is just really really good i really dig that that's a fantastic tune right, <laughs> right man i am yeah. now we're now gonna go uh peter from uh johnny stranger right now so um i'm adding right now so excellent we should be all right so just standing by here standing by <laughs> This is the bit that it's like, yeah, it's live, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't really have the, the I'll probably do it somewhere, but don't have the Jeopardy music ready right now, so. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I promise it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Oh, you never know. <laughs> Hey, while we do that, I can I can share some sad news with the world. Oh, okay. Um, which is that uh, Bristol Zoo, which is um, oh, how far away is Bristol Zoo? 150 miles, maybe, maybe less. I've got no idea. I've got no sense of direction. Uh, but Bristol Zoo is closing down after 186. Oh, wow. oh shit. Hey, Pete. Yo, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? I was going to call Mike back. Sorry, I just uh, hit something by accident, so I'll just only call Mike right now, so two seconds. Sure, no problem. So just going to add him to the call. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, good to have you back on, Pete. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, really good. How about you? Very good. Well, welcome back to uh, New Music Saturday. So. Yeah, happy, happy to chat. Thanks for taking the time, man. Well, I've listened to the whole album, and it's very, very good. I mean, I absolutely love it. Thanks, oh. And Hello. Now, yeah, here we have Mike back, hey, Mike. so... Oh, cool. Excellent. I, 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 everything went dead. I wasn't sure what happened there. No, that was my fault. I hit, went to hit add. I didn't, and it called Peter right away and dropped your call. So that was my fault. Oh, I see. Oh, so no one heard my amazing fact about Bristol Zoo, but never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> so um let, let's get right to music so welcome um peter from uh, johnny stranger back to the show it's been a while but uh, we always enjoy talking to you peter and like i said i've listened to this album a few times so thank you very much for sending me a preview of it because man <laughs> i i just i i don't even know where to start I mean, and i listened to it one more time today uh, probably about an hour and a half before the show started just like so listen to it one more time to hear a few more things if i missed anything but dude well thank you so much 
Well, I, I think my first question is because last time we talked, uh, you were signed on for, I believe you said six albums for Johnny Stranger. Yeah. You know, um, b- there will ultimately be 13 is my plan. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Which I think means, because this is the Mechanical Clouds, the record that's going to be coming out soon, is technically the sixth Johnny Stranger record. Although not all of them are available online right now. Right. But eventually, I'll get around to it. Yeah. Well, man, I, I, I have to ask you, um, with this album in specific, because, uh, I mean, the, the last album was really good, and a different vibe to it. This one seemed to have a little bit more of a darker vibe than the last one. Was that pre-planned, or it just kind of kind of came together that way? Uh, you know, I so I tend to... I tend to like group a lot of songs together based on mood or sort of just theme. And this record, uh, Mechanical Clouds, was a largely written at a time when I, I moved to Boston. I moved to Boston from Washington State, which is where Johnny Stranger started. And when I moved, it was to pursue Johnny Stranger because the drummer was out there to go to Berklee College of Music. Right. So I moved uh, my whole life out there. And within like a month or two of arriving, uh, the drummer quit. Oh. So, so all of a sudden, I was. It was like January of 2008. It was the coldest place I'd ever been. It was freezing. I had no friends. I had no job. I didn't know anybody in Boston. Uh, so it was pretty. Um, it was hard. It was a really hard time for me. And I stayed for a couple of years. And uh, rebuilt the band, got new members, um, and wrote this album. A lot of this was written when I was just wandering around Boston at night. Oh, and I would wow. just write it in my head. A couple of years is a long time to... I mean, mm. fair play to stick that out. Uh, yeah, it just felt like something I had to do. You know, I could have easily have just gone back to Washington where I had been before, but I don't know. I, <laughs> now, I, now I have no idea why I stayed. I should have. Uh, <laughs> you know, with, but with Boston, I, I can vouch uh, for the heat, but the cold is kind of matches what uh, Montreal um, weather uh, would oh, yeah. like because they're, you know, it, it, it's... Um, during the summers, it's it's muggy, so it's like 110 in the shade, you know. And then <clears throat> during the during the winter, it's like it's below 32, and just and then I mean, like way below, and it's just it's yeah. it's brutal because it, it cuts right through. It gets so damp, right? So it's damp in the winter mm-hmm. and humid in the summer. It's like, oh come on, like there's got to be some break here somewhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I told you, Theo, so I know what you mean by the cold, and I I'm used to it, but not used to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been doing it for yeah. years, but still, I get it. It's, it's it can be bitter sometimes. Like we've hit yeah. uh, minus forty Celsius like uh, a few winters in a row, like for two weeks straight. Oof, that's so, awful. Yeah, so I, I get it. And you're, you're triple wailing, right? Right, uh, triple layering. Excuse me. So yes, always. Yeah, I had like you know long johns underneath, <laughs> and then sweat sweaters, and then jackets, and and I was still cold. <laughs> Well, uh, with this album, uh, uh, Peter, uh, there's a, a lot of different uh, influences I picked up, which may not necessarily been your uh, your goal, but um, there was a, a couple near the end where it really kind of gave me a feel of like a little bit of tool in there, but a little bit of like a old, older, like early '90s grunge and partially mm. a little bit of the breeders in there too so it's and and, and the pixies so it's i know they're they're both kind of connected uh kind of somewhat sort of because of tim deal and stuff but <clears throat> but 
just great stuff. And I, I, I have to wonder uh, that I know you said you wrote most songs walking around Boston, but uh, musically, what what was the kind of the the, the push or the or the uh, the uh, influence or the inspiration to kind of said, okay, okay, I'm going to do the songs this way and this way specifically. Hmm, good question. Uh, you know, when I I think the very first idea I had that would become this record was the song Bones. And pretty soon after that, 10,000 Arrows. And those both seem to match some sort of an energy um, that were similar to each other. So those were sort of the starters. And I remember listening a lot to the Mars Volta. They had a record called Bedlam and Goliath. Oh, man. That was kind of, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily, yeah, I love that record a lot. I still listen to that all the time. Um, but also, funny enough, I was listening to Jethro Tull's Thick as a Brick. Oh, no way. And, wow, nice. Um, which, uh, yeah, I guess maybe there's a little bit of that in the way that like, when I'm trying to be, like, the songs are longer or I'm trying to be a little bit more progressive, that's sort of similar. Um, there was also probably one of the biggest inspirations that was a local band that I saw live a few times called Kid Napkin. Okay. And they've long since broken up, but I, I that record they put out a record while I was there, and it was it was very influential in terms of like the guitar sound and the guitarist in that band who later went on to play with Avril Lavigne. Funny enough, wow, uh, nice. his his chords were just so jazzy and so like amazing that uh, I definitely tried to do something similar. That's, that's awesome. Like, because in my mind, I had at the drive-in, which is obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. directly related to the Mars Volta. Same guitarist, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the the Jethro Tull thing is fascinating because there's, there's definitely a, a proggy thing going on. Um, I mean, Jethro Tull's a fascinating band anyway because everyone loves a different album, right? Like, mm-hmm. why is Minster yeah. in the Gallery? I just love Minster in the Gallery. I couldn't tell you why. I just think it's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I adore it. You ask anyone else, and they'll go, I like this one, and someone else will go, I like this one, and someone else will go, like this one. So oh, it's just like, yeah, everyone's got their one, but now that you say it, it's like, yeah, I can absolutely hear that Jethro Tull influence in that as well. That's amazing. But yeah, it's just, it's a really cool mix, man. It's, it, you know, the, the just the overall sound and everything. Obviously, I haven't heard the local band, but please do send songs, by the way. Um, but it just yeah just it's a really really good kind of vibe it just feels you know fun to listen to and interesting and it keeps your interest and the longer song it's kind of like yeah I'm, i, I want to hear what happens next and it just oh, thank you there, which is really cool and i've only dipped in and out of um i, I can't remember when you sent it to me bonesy not long ago but, <laughs> but <laughs> i've only dipped in and out and i'm just like wow i'm I'm gonna spend a lot of time with this album. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, you know, with the with the songs, like the most recent song I put out was Ten Thousand Arrows, and that's a longer song. I think it's like six minutes long. Mm. But I always try to keep those. They're not long in the way that they just repeat nonstop. No, no, six no. I usually I'll cram more songwriting or more new ideas into the longer ones, which is kind of like what the Mars Volta did. I also get that from the Smashing Pumpkins. They when they do it, I think they're masterful at it. Mm. Absolutely, no, I hundred percent agree. Um, just, uh, just to qu- ask you uh, quickly here. So, is, is ten thousand uh, arrows the the next single? It's already out. I just came out a couple days ago, like a week ago, maybe. Yeah, okay, because um, I did have bury me. Um, oh yeah, bones. But, yeah, but it's okay. I got the other single ready to go, so we're gonna play it. So no problem. So we're good to go there. <laughs> cool. But um, just to uh, back up here on the Mars Volta, just because uh, you mentioned. Um, 
Bill and Goliath and Mike and Belch, as I mentioned this many times that the, the song uh, Goliath is amazing and it's about eight minutes long oh, so, but but the video is so funny where they stop for traffic and they come back and they're all in different positions so you no know, you know, uh, <laughs> Cedric's on drums Omar's playing uh, playing keyboards or whatever <laughs> like <clears throat> yeah. but I saw I've seen them live and uh, another local band called Bodhi Jar who they they Man, like their their sound was amazing, but they 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 definitely had heavy Mars Volta influence, and that's cool. Yeah, they, they actually covered Goliath, and man, hats off to him because like wow, he did an amazing job. I was blown away. The first time I ever seen a Mars Volta song covered, and they just nailed it. Like, and, oh dude, that oh, that sounds was, like an impossible feat. <laughs> yeah, but they they nailed it, and even even the but yeah, like like it was like sad 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 loud. It's like, it's like oh my god, mm. like. like yeah, oh yeah, they did a great job. Band's called Bodhi Jar, and they just nailed it. I love that name. I remember, uh, you know, I was always a big fan of just the whole record, but Goliath in particular. And then I remember watching a documentary on the Jonestown massacre. Okay. And discovered that the song that Cedric is singing there at the end, "Never Heard a Man Speak Like This That's, Man Before." Well, yeah. That was like an old hymn that they used to sing. And of course, if you know the history, then they eventually set up like a cult like commune on an island somewhere and he made them all drink poison and killed themselves like wow. hundreds of people so it has like a r- amazing really yeah. dark creepy vibe to it wow all those the, Volta, they're pretty nice you know? yeah, yeah. pretty good all the days of my life that i've never felt before yeah never heard a man speak like this before watch yeah, me now oh my junk. god oh wow there's a documentary where they they're singing that song in it and crazy. stuff like that and i remember watching that documentary and going like Holy shit! Uh, like this, <laughs> this. Oh my god! I had no idea. This is fucked. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for, for, for lack of better yeah. words. But um, well, and do you know what the? Do you know what the whole? I mean, I think it's elusive, but the whole idea behind that record is. Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. It's about like uh, a an honor killing where they kill their daughter because the husband. Oh raped her and so it's it's brutal oh. that record. and but the, he's coming back as a ghost and things like that like it is you should check it out sometime it's it's the darkest thing i've ever heard of <laughs> wow i mean I, and i thought uh, um francis and mute was kind of a dark album right oh yeah <laughs> so <laughs> no, they got darker so yeah <laughs> well even even um um uh, what's it called i know the song is cotopaxi uh, by terminating the album mm-hmm. but uh that one too, even 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 Kodopaxi, like that's a good song, but man, it's c- kind of more towards the end, right? Yeah, but either way, uh, um, let's get back to your music, Peter, because that's what we're here to talk about. So we're not here to talk about the Mars Volta. We're here to talk about uh, Johnny Stranger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> we we can, but we're here to talk about Johnny Stranger, right? So, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we could do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the, this is. So, based on what you were saying, this is actually written quite a long time ago now, right? It must be yeah, 2009, 10-ish, 8, 9, 10, something like that, right, where you were there? Yeah, yeah. the majority of the songs were written around then. Did you? So, when are they recorded? Are they recorded more recently? or? Um, so, in we released, <laughs> it was kind of funny, like we, uh, I, I basically went... I moved from Boston when I met my now wife, Maddie, and we moved together here to Los Angeles. And for like 10 years, we were doing other projects, like um, we had a band, Polaris Rose, and stuff like that, which I know you guys know. And um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, but the whole time, 
I kept writing songs for Johnny Stranger, what felt like Johnny Stranger, which is why we have so many albums that were basically just, it's an assembly line at this point, just recording them all. Um, but when, when I finally restarted Johnny Stranger after all of these years, um, it, it takes a lot of work, you know, to get a band mobilized, to like put in like a whole record, get everything going. And it was February of 2020 when we played our album release show, you know, after months of rehearsals, ready to go, ready to steam forward. And obviously we played our show. And then a couple of weeks later we were in lockdown. Yeah. So oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, at that point it was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess I might as well just start recording the next one. Because this might last a couple of weeks, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but like, well, uh, the actual fuck. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, I remember sitting in our apartment, which is where I track most of this stuff anyway, uh, except for the drums. I, ha- I hire out uh, a friend for that. But um, sitting in the apartment, recording guitars while Maddie had, um, uh, what was she binge watching? Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, man. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. But I know it very well now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that you, was a classic, you know, 2005, 6, that was a great series. Yeah, no, exactly. Stuff, you can yeah. definitely see a shift in quality for that show. Thank you, McDreamy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like anything, right? Like, um, uh, sorry, we'll go back to what you were saying in a second, but just to sidetrack slightly. But I, I watched... Uh, for the first time ever, actually, I'd never watched it. I watched the U.S. Office. Um, oh, yes. Started watching that recently. Um, and, it, and it's kind of fascinating because, obviously, I'm in the U.K. The U.K. Mm-hmm. Office is, I mean, we end up watching that again as well as a result. Um, the U.K. Office is brilliant because, A, the main character is an arsehole, and B, mm-hmm. he has absolutely no idea. Um, and he's... It just the, the the moments of awkwardness are so elongated it's insane mm-hmm. um whereas with the u.s office it, he's he's kind of less of an asshole and he's more just like a idiot uh, yeah he's a kid like, i think yeah, that he's that's, like a child like in a man's a body that's he's exactly lovable yeah say. he's lovable yeah. whereas david brent is not yeah. lovable yeah. and it's kind of fascinating because obviously the 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 purpose is different, right? The intention was always to make mm-hmm. ten or more series of the US office because that's how it works over there. Whereas in the UK we've got two series of six episodes and a two part Christmas special and that's it. That's all we get. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. done. It's like forty towers, two series, twelve episodes, that's it, done. Like and it's just like you, they leave it hanging and that in itself <laughs> It kind of resolves in the UK one of the Christmas special, but that in itself is just like, oh my god, that was. It was a different format. Whereas Grey's Anatomy, and I promise we'll get back to the music in a minute. But Grey's Anatomy, the first couple of series, I was quite hooked. I was like, this is actually really good. It's really interesting. The characters are good. You know, it's a bit. It's not necessarily my thing, but I kind of I get it and I like it and I can watch it in the mm-hmm. same way I'd watch a soap opera. I'm interested. But like series three, like, oh, they're really trying to find ways to drag this out. <laughs> right. I'm so well, I remember they did like a whole bit where like the main character what was her name Meredith. Like she was yeah. like yeah. dreaming of uh, an ex-lover who had died. Oh, they were having like heavenly celestial connections. I just thought that was outside of like the world in a weird way. It's like no, this is yeah. a weird, weird sci-fi plot now. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they do anything to go kind of just drag it out a few more seasons. Um, but anyway, sorry. So back to the music. So that, that's in the background. This is music. This is music. <laughs> yeah. 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 
that's in the background. But also, fascinatingly to me, what you just said, although we talked briefly about Boston and you're kind of like, I don't know why I was there, but you met your wife there. So that's awesome. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, it, she, Maddie, you know, she changed my life. I mean, now we, we still work on music together and we have a record label that's doing super well. And, you know, we're really a team. It's, it's awesome. And, uh, I, do you want to plug the label and tell us a bit about the label? Oh yeah, I mean we're called Shark Attack Records. Um, on the one hand, we release music and work with some artists, and on the other hand, we do label services for folks. Which is, uh, you know, if you want to retain the rights to your music and you don't want anyone trying to take your royalties and stuff on the back end, you can hire us, and we'll do all the jobs that a label would give for you: marketing, project management, social media coaching, stuff like that. Nice. That's a really actually that's a really interesting way to put that because i see a lot of label services things where i'm like oh i don't know but actually the way you just put that makes me think oh that's quite cool yeah thinking about it right yeah yeah exactly yeah well you know what um we're gonna get the song in a minute but uh i i have to say when i first interviewed uh peter manning for polaris rose it was funny because it's kind of been an ongoing joke for a number of years is <clears throat> what maddie wants maddie gets <laughs> Oh God, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but uh, honestly, it, she's a treasure. So, Pete, you're a very lucky man, and like uh, from the interviews we had, you guys were fantastic. So, but oh, thank. But so, can, go ahead. I'm like, sorry, mate. I was going to say. So, you mentioned earlier um, that the, there was six albums, and then it turned into thirteen. Like, can you uh-huh. just? Go into that a little bit more. I'm fascinated. Uh, by that. I bet what I was saying before was that I had six more to go because I've had this plan. Oh, for, okay. Yeah, I've had this plan for a long time. Um, I say, yeah, I like. I like to say I have a baker's dozen of records because the last one is is going to be a little done a little differently. But yeah, and then there I got some B side records that are also going to come out. So and and this this one coming out now is mm-hmm. where is this in the cycle? How many? This is number. Uh, this is number six. This is number six. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. So there's, yeah. there's there's five more albums available out there in the world already. Well, funny enough, um, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I took down the very first four records. So those aren't available anywhere right now, uh, okay, unless somebody so that like explains, messages. Huh? That, that explains why I thought there was only two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, right now, okay. there's only two, and um, I am going to re-release those. I'm going to remaster them and then re-release them. Probably not not 2023, but probably 2024 after album seven comes out. Is the oh this is oh, this is brilliantly confusing. I love this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I genuinely love it because it's one of those. It's like Star Wars where part. Right. <laughs> Well, so with I can say this like one of the things we always say to artists when we're working with them in like a label fashion is consistency is king now. You know, gone is the time of being able to you know disappear for a year or two, work on a record, and then come back. With social media and with Spotify being what it is, you do have to consistently release material, or else you're going to start to see algorithmically, you know, you're going to get less exposure. So. The strategy for us is really uh, just always have stuff coming out kind of year round. We're going to be releasing new music and videos and photos and blah, blah, blah. Interesting. So we work cool. well ahead of ourselves, too. 
Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that makes sense. So then, so does the order matter? Like, is there a, a narrative that goes across? I mean, there 13 is. albums yep. is a lot. <laughs> so, yes. so, so does the narrative matter and then the order of the re-releases matter? How does that all tie in? Yeah, it, it's going to ultimately, they're mapped out in a way that it's almost like every, how is it? It's almost like one giant record where every album is the equivalent of a song on a standardly paced album that makes sense so like a lot of times you'll see on like a record like track eight will be probably the heaviest record or the heaviest song that you're going to find on the record well that's our album eight and then oftentimes it's similar you know folks will make the ninth song right after that the quietest one and we're doing that too Oh my god! So it's like a super album where every yeah. album is like ten well, like tracks that. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the idea. This is the greatest piece of marketing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a super album or a pretentious album. It depends on if you like it or not. I guess. No, it's not pretentious. It's amazing. <laughs> I think if anyone says it's pretentious, tell them I told them to fuck off. This is I absolutely incredible. <laughs> this I is the best thing I've ever heard. Fucking right off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> this is oh, this is fantastic. I mean, I am I am in. I mean, that's the thing. Hey. Right? We've now got. Like, what are you charging for an album? $10. You've now got $130 from me. Yeah. Like, when you do this, this is done. This is a deal right here. That's amazing. I absolutely love that idea. What oh, a thanks. fantastic way to do it. I'm so, excited. I'm especially excited to, um, like, right now, uh, so album six is coming at, or is being released currently. We've been putting out songs from there. So, album seven, I'm mixing and mastering right now. Mm-hmm. Album eight, I just finished the demos for. Nice. And we're going to start tracking. But then, like, you know, 9 and 10, like, all, all of that stuff. I'm just so excited to just kind of always have that going and working on. At what point does it catch up with present day? <laughs> so if the initial, if album 6, ah, that's actually so, sort of 2, was written in 2008 yeah. to 10-ish, where do we, when are you writing? So it's it's kind I mean? of like a, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I it, every, it the, the present exists in everything. So, for example... <laughs> With album, so with Mechanical Clouds, which is six, I started tracking that stuff in 2019, um, but I also started trying to write additional songs for it. Okay. For example, January Knives is a song I wrote in, like, I don't know, 2019, which was sort of, which I liked doing because it was a, um, it was like a, it, it had the benefit of hindsight. It was a retroactive sort of looking back at how I was feeling at the time. And I called it January Nights because I moved in January. And it was pretty close to then when the uh, the uh, other guy quit. So that was really the first time I was alone. And But the song, I should say, this, the song is almost like to me like a little uplifting because it's it's about sort of having the... Um, the making the decision to carry on and to keep pushing and, and to persevere. So you have a song that was written and recorded 11 years, mm-hmm. roughly, after the other songs on that album that yeah. you've made work <laughs> with the rest of the album because of what happened during that time. That is insanely good. That's the most prog rock thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, oh, a, wow. And there's a few others on the record, too. It's sort of about, as long as... As long as the the new song kind of fits the vibe and the theme of the record, I, I feel like it's it's not too tough to do. 
I've always thought that if anyone was ever going to invent a time machine, <laughs> the the bit that they would probably fuck up is um, there's probably music involved in time travel. And this is like, you've got to go with me on this journey, okay? okay because, me, because music is innate within human beings. For 55,000 years, roughly, human beings have, you know, blown through uh, bones with holes in them and tapped on trees and made rhythms and noises and you know throat sounds and all the rest of it and i always feel like if anyone ever was going to invent time travel they'd do all the calculations and science shit but they'd miss out the emotional shit which is mm-hmm. ultimately connected to music i wonder if you're actually nailing this now and if you hook up with some super clever theoretical science person i wonder if you could actually invent time travel with this this would be amazing i mean i think that would be easy you know <laughs> real quick just for lloyd i'll just build a portable wormhole in my apartment and uh, yeah we'll just hop back and see what's going on mate if you're tracking 13 albums anything's got to be easier than that right <laughs> <laughs> when you get to take 50 on the solo and you're like i'm just gonna go back in time <laughs> <laughs> Sheldon from oh, this Big is brilliant. Sheldon, this is fascinating. Sheldon from Big Bang Three. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he's a <laughs> or, or or Christopher Lloyd, you know. I can't I couldn't think yeah. of the name, but it's theoretical physics, isn't it, or something like that? Yeah, but, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and string theory. <laughs> string theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. This. I mean, no. But in all seriousness, this is opened up a whole new world of how I listen to your music now, which is actually quite incredible. I love it. Oh, hell yeah. That's really cool to hear. Right super flattering. Thank you guys so much. Well, you know what? We're going to use that as a segue to play the newest single by Johnny Stranger called 10,000 Arrows. Dig this. Angel, when you flew into my life, I saw the sunrise for the first time. Colors cascade up into the sky So 
right on. Johnny Stranger and 10,000 Arrows. Uh, man, this is a great tune. Uh, I, I mentioned to uh, uh, Off Air uh, that they have an old school Pumpkins taper off, like maybe uh, Soma off a of Siamese Dream. Like, man, like this is a, such a great tune. And Pete, man, like, you just like, I'm not even sure where to start with this one because there, there's so many cool mixes and, and, and influences that just kind of just mesh so well. It just makes it hard to kind of uh, separate, which is not a bad thing, mind you, but uh, um, yeah, I just man, listen to this, you know, I it just like I said, I got a little bit of pumpkins in there, some prog rock taper off, so like even like something like like the pixies and the breeders again, and uh, um, just just and even even just a little bit, also like a touch of radiohead in there as well. But like, what a great tune, man, and I'm glad you told us because I was able to queue up so quickly, but uh, yeah, that was a great tune, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I really, I was really happy with how, with how that one turned out. You know, it's it's definitely um, a complicated one to work on. Oh, you know, it's I was. Absolutely... <laughs> it's so good. I have so many questions. Um, <laughs> well, I can tell you, uh, the that song actually started when a friend of mine challenged me. She said, um, "You never write love songs." And I was like, yeah, well, because I'm not really interested in writing those. But so, but of course, that probably just like sat in my skull for uh, a little bit. And then that song popped out. But the song itself kind of covers like the start of a relationship all the way to like the end of the relationship and like moving on. So, you know, there's a nice little dark little twist to it at the end. I like, I like the way you say it covers that because it kind of says, it's not really a love song. <laughs> it's yeah. just... <laughs> it, tra- it travels to other places, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of becomes a breakup song at a certain point, and then it becomes yeah. something else. Kind of does that. <laughs> um, well, I have to go somewhere with it. It's just too long, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I, I'm interested um, because you mentioned using a real drummer, which I think is... is um, It's not a lost art, but it's something that's becoming less... Uh, mm. often because you know there are some really good uh kind of you know real takes of drummers that you can use as samples and all of that kind of stuff and there are some great ones you know i've used a couple in the past but personally you know the records i've recorded that i'm most proud of are the ones where we've had at least the drummer in the studio i actually still really like going to a studio but it's it's so practical sometimes and expensive and everything else um but obviously a lot of people record stuff at home and everything else. There's a lot of merit to, to having a real drummer, though. There are things in there, like when he's doing the rim shots on the snare, mm-hmm. um, that that really add value to the song. Oh, it's very hard to replicate, you know, in the, in the door, the sample or whatever. Um, so I'm interested in your thoughts on that, I guess. Well, the drummer, so the drummer who plays on this particular record and um, the previous Johnny record, and actually all the Players Rose records, is a guy named Kyle Ferrer. He's uh, an L.A. local. I met him early when I moved to Los Angeles. And uh, he's played with bands like Best Coast. He's recorded for them. And I mean, honestly, he's like everybody's go-to guy out here because he's so fucking good. And he's got a little home recording setup. I shouldn't say little. It's 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 extensive. And he's, he's just it, he's got great sound. <laughs> so he, I mean, he's just terrific. The way that I tend to do all this stuff is um, I will 
you know, cause one of my first instruments was drums. So I'll have a lot of particular ideas about drum fills and things like that. So um, I'll m map out the song with MIDI and um, track some demo guitars to that so that he can hear that. And then I'll send him a version where there's no MIDI drums and he can replace them with real much better performances. Um, but, you know, then on occasion, I can always A, B how the demo sounded versus... Um, mm -hmm. what Kyle brings to the table and it just it, they sound alive when he plays on the tracks that's the thing it, it makes mm -hmm. a huge difference and it's very difficult to replicate oh, it's, it's it's and honestly like yeah like from from my position with Shark Attack Records it's like a lot of times you you know it's just like oh this needs live drums so badly you know it's just yeah. really unfortunate <laughs> yeah and I kind of you know I think if you're using electronic drums and all that sort of stuff and you're not trying to replicate a drum kit then that's one thing that's fine mm -hmm. no i agree you yeah know, it's, that's, it's, that's amazing in some respects but equally if you're you know in a rock band like a you know just let's just say mm -hmm. a straight rock band or whatever i think it's very difficult because all those different you know whether you're using the grooves or whether you're using the individual sounds and building your own groove because that's not a, a person even though it's often now recorded by a real person which is really cool and don't get me wrong drums sound amazing now compared to even five years ago that like 10 15 years ago um in these things yeah. in these well did i lose you guys mike i'm on i'm here peter mike oh yeah no i'm still here can you hear me yeah go ahead now sorry sorry uh internet connection probably i was just saying the the, the person that's recorded that that you know snare drum or whatever uh, in those kind of libraries, they they haven't recorded it to your song. So there's yeah, there's, there's some sort of feeling that's lost, which you, is very difficult to replicate. And I know you can do all sorts. You can add all sorts of things to them. You can remove stuff from it. You can you know change the velocity and everything. But it's it's just not. When you hear that, you go, "That's a real person drumming mm -hmm. along to that." And it is different, isn't it? It's just a different vibe. Yeah, I prefer that personally. I like hearing yeah, no, real drummers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I think it's huge. I understand. Like, I'm not. Um, I'm sort of. I'm walking the line slightly because I understand there's you know 100 million independent artists out there that cannot afford or don't have a friend who's a drummer or can't afford to pay someone or whatever. Fine, they're doing a great job. Their songs are still amazing. It doesn't really make a difference. But it is when you hear that you go, oh, actually, that that is a big part. Of it. And it's a big part of your sound. I think. I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, nowadays, like, for, so for live, I have a different friend who plays drums with me. His name's uh, Brad Dickert, and he, he was, like, playing drums for um, Real Big Fish and stuff like that. Oh, no way, really? Or, sorry, for, sorry, Save Ferris. Oh, well, so uh, He was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so he plays, and he's actually going to be tracking um, Album 8 and really just for the foreseeable future with me. Um, but, yeah, like... The camaraderie you can build with, like, you know, a, a drummer and, like, really injecting a lot of rhythmic details and feel into everything you do, I think that that's kind of the, the holy grail. Feel is the, the key. The foundation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant, man. I absolutely love it. I'm so intrigued by this whole 13 albums <laughs> Star Wars series. It's... it's, it's, it's my I'm mind. glad. I'm glad because I think it's... Uh, I'm sure for most folks it's it's overwhelming or just seems a little ludicrous. 
Oh man, not, yeah, cool. not at all. Like I mean, it was it was so nice that you messaged me like with just enough time to add it into the playlist in part one. And then Mike was feeling you were off, so so Texas Shaman filled in, and he said he peed on the other album. It's like yeah, I can do it right now, no problem. Like, Oh, that was fantastic, man. I was on it right away. Right away. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> as, soon, oh, yeah. as soon as I saw, I saw, I saw him missing, new Johnny Stranger was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm interested. So a lot of people that listen to the podcast are music fans, and a lot of people that listen to the podcast are musicians. So for musicians, how are you marketing this? Like, you know, with, with the label and, and through yourselves and everything, because it's a it's a cool story and it's a cool thread, and the way you've described it is brilliant. So, how are you getting that out into the world? Well, I'm talking to you guys. You know? <laughs> Obviously, that's major because millions <laughs> of people hear this. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's funny, you know, like because there's there's sort of the the smaller narrative about this particular record, which is probably what I tend to emphasize, and then there's the bigger narrative, which is um, something I talk about a little bit less, but it's definitely out there. You know, I try to just share it in as many different ways as I can. Little comments online. I write blogs that, you know, occasionally people might check out. But <laughs> I just keep it. Uh, you know, I just that's just, just what I talk about. So it's just kind of that. It's ever present. It's it's yeah. in the in the flow of the conversation. Yeah, it's in the DNA. Yeah, and I have it- um I have a lot of nice. Folks who reach out to me, like they'll they'll direct message me on like Instagram and stuff like that, and I'll chat them up. And, you yeah. know, if they ask, I'll I'll tell them what I'm doing. Yeah, nice, oh. nice, nice. Well, that's cool. I mean, because it, it has naturally flowed into this conversation, but that's I say naturally. You, you it's good, right? Because you kind of know you want to talk about it, and we've asked questions as coming. But I'm just fascinated by because it's the reason I ask is it's very difficult to tell a long story. Mm-hmm. In a world that's so focused on short sound mm. bites and you know, a tweet lasts a day, and <laughs> yeah. Instagram post lasts a day. A tweet doesn't even last a day, you can post five tweets in a day, and each one will have the same kind of totally. an Instagram post, a Facebook post lasts a day. I think, I guess, I yeah, and I just expect that the conversation about the whole thing and what each re- album is supposed to represent and what the whole thing is supposed to represent will be a conversation like when I'm towards the end of it, then maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more. Right. And it's I guess, kind of weird to know, talk about when you're in the middle. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. But stuff like this, which is long form, it's us talking and we do mm-hmm. time and everything else, I suppose helps. But yeah, absolutely. it's difficult to get that out, you know, in, in bulk, if you like. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's, and it's abstract too. Like a lot of the ideas are more abstract. So it, it makes it really tough to, to describe and explain. Well, um, sorry to cut you off, but we have about two more minutes left here, Peter. Um, is there anything you want to you want to promote, like um, before you forget? Uh, yes, I'd like to promote Johnny Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they're really good. Yeah, they're okay. You know. <laughs> uh, where where can everyone? Is this on Bandcamp? I'm like socials. That's everything. I am. I am all of the places. All of the places, everywhere, mm-hmm. all the time. I'm on the internet. <laughs> Search Johnny Stranger and you will find some stranger things. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to, just to rope you into that. <laughs> but no, that, that's awesome. That, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm so in. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, well I'll, I'll send you... Uh... 
I should have the seventh record done in like January-ish, maybe. I, I, that's probably not. It'll probably be later than that, but I'll send it to you guys once it's done. Well, we will definitely have you back on. And again, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a great time. Thank you very, very much. We really appreciate it. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Happy, happy, always happy. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant. Well, really, really cool, man. Really love that. Well, thanks a lot, Peter. Have a great night, buddy. Thank you so much. Awesome, dude, guys. Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Later. Cheers, dude. Bye-bye. All right, so we're going to call Mike right back in just one second here. So I'll just sorry about that. So that just happens like regular. So two moments here. We'll get Mike back. And we have Mike back. <laughs> hey, brother. Yeah, So sorry. Yeah, no, no. I, I know we could go on longer because Peter's always a lot of fun. That's so I was like, oh, man, I missed you. We only got a few minutes left here, so. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. I mean, it's just a brilliant, brilliant interview and a brilliant, uh, right? brilliant story. Like, and the thing is, when he mentioned six albums, I'm, I was trying to remember because I didn't, I should have gone back and listened to, to the last interview that I did with him. And uh, I was like, is this, is this number six or is it, was this, what I was doing is, I'm not sure, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, that's the thing is, it was really interesting because it's like, hang on, I thought you had two albums, but actually this is five and six or whatever the sequence is it's like oh okay cool um but yeah i'm 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 fascinated to hear all of it and totally bought into the concept i think it's great oh man it's so good and like i said like like, he he and maddie man they're a perfect match like seriously like like and well that's it it's worth two years in boston yeah right exactly right so but uh, it's so fun, man, because they're, they're, they're so funny. Wow. And I'm hoping next time we have we have Pete on, Maddie can come on as well, because both of them together, man, it's just a riot. It's so much fun. so funny. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. No, it's, it, yeah, that was, that was just awesome. That was a really, really cool interview. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, we've got a few more songs to play. Yeah, we, we, have, one. We, have, we have three more. So next up is a brand new one by a, a punk band called Ramona Marks. The song's called Lockdown. Dig this. Just to play 
right on. That was, uh, oh my God, Ramona, Ramona Marks and, uh, Ramona Marks, right? And, uh, the only sentence, uh, is, uh, um, Rave Really Virgin Soul. <laughs> but you can kind of guess what those words were. Anyways, regardless, what a great song. And, Mike, I, we needed a good, like, really heavy punk song. And this one was like, oh, this, like, I liked it too, obviously. But, like, no, this one's a dub for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's got that kind of vibe. Uh, no, I love that. It's a really, really cool tune. Um, <clears throat> because it, it, the thing I like about that is, although I would have preferred the explicit version, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but what I like about that is it's it's heavy and it's dark and it has that kind of like, you know, garage in garage rock thing, but it's very UK. It's not like that New York garage rock scene, basement rock scene type thing, but with the UK twist on it. I don't know where they're from. I don't know anything about them, but it sounds like they're from Manchester or somewhere like that. I'm pretty sure, um, but I'll double check, so... Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, it's just it works really, really well when when UK bands kind of take that and then make it kind of English. It, I really like it; it kind of works. Uh, but yeah, very, very cool band. Uh, really like those guys. Uh, oh, in fact, they're from they're from, from Hemel Hempstead. Oh, I was supposed to say Hemel Hempstead. So nowhere near Manchester, actually. Yeah, not, but, not close. But, yeah. But at least they got the right country. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, <laughs> I knew they were from the UK, not from England somewhere. And, uh, and, and, and just a little bit angry too, so. Yeah. Most yeah. One thing, which I really like. But yeah, very, very cool. Hemel Hempstead's a fascinating place. Uh, if anyone's ever been there, there is a roundabout that uh, on a map looks like a flower because it's surrounded by mini roundabouts. And it's fucking terrifying to go through that. In there several times, um, but anyway, yeah, they're from there apparently. Don't know where they are on the roundabout, but whatever. Right on. Well, uh, next up, we have a brand new song by a band I believe it's been it's it's Helter Skelter, and a song called Dreams. Dig this.
Right on. That was Helter Skelter with Dreams. Man, was that heavy as fuck or not? Like, wow. <laughs> it, it, it was almost like it was like like a, like a, a, like a new metal punk song, right? Like a badass song. Mm. I loved it. Yeah, that really was proper heavy kind of, yeah, like a metal rock punk thing going on. Uh, it just sounded proper cool, didn't it, all the way through. I really, really love that tune. It's kind of grimy. I like to dirty. Yeah, uh, yeah great tune. A little bit dirty. Proper filthy yeah. rock and roll, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have one more song for part one tonight, and the next one up is a song, brand new song by Dark Within, aka Johnny Darker. Here's a song called "Break Down These Walls." Dig this. within and break down these walls and holy christ was that ever fucking heavy and we'll play the week too but man this like i just like you know that that has a, like, a mix of like bringing the horizon and corners like melting to one like holy crap like oh that's amazing so uh 
Johnny, man, you, you fucking kicked it out. Of, you fucking nailed it. Like, what a great heavy tune it was. I could just love it for a Fisher for part one. Yeah, I mean, brutal news wars. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very, very... That's, that's an awesome way to end a song. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. Really, really cool tune. Really enjoyed that. Uh, I will reiterate for anyone that follows Twitter that I did uh, mistakenly tag the wrong Johnny and said that we were interviewing Johnny Darker, not Johnny Stranger. But to be fair, one's called Johnny Darker and one's called Johnny Stranger, and it's fucking confusing. <laughs> so, so I'm going to allow myself that. I'm going to allow it, bro. Allow it. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, really, really cool tune. Really enjoyed that. I think his stuff is just, like, really interesting, just the way he goes about it and kind of just doesn't care, just does what he wants to do, makes it heavy and dark and everything else. It's awesome. So, yeah, really good tune. Great way to end part one. I'm already excited about part two because I've seen the playlist. And it right. oh, yeah. <laughs> so, happy days. Uh, so, yeah, very cool, man. Loved it. Right on. So that is done for part one. We'll be back in about, say, 15 minutes. Is that cool? Yeah, maybe a little bit less, yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. No, that's fine. All right, so 15 minutes or less until then. Like, no, what that uh, Dr. Krieger takes out. So, I dig this. So. God damn it. Dude, find a what? Dude, take it. I feel amazing. And confidence is the key. And Thoreau was a fucking idiot. Choo, choo, choo. Uh.